We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 73. I'm Rando. And I'm Brad. And this is the Flooding in the Ozarks. And you probably heard that is not Corey. That is our buddy Brad Case joining us for co-hosting. So that's, welcome. That's me. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Um, uh, Corey is uh, busy. He is moving. So he's got movers and furniture and chaos and kids and his wife's probably working uh, i said you know what i'm going to ask brad so i'm glad you got to to come in on the podcast yeah yeah it, it's awesome thank you for for inviting me yeah no problem so let's get to it it's uh been flooding around yes. the area yeah Yes. I mean, I think and what did you see any of those graphics like in Anderson, uh, McDonald County, Berry mm-hmm. County, 6 to 7 inches of rain? That is unreal. I know. Th- those things just kind of trained over the same area and I didn't I wasn't convinced. I mean, National Weather Service did, you know, pop that flash flood watch, but they've popped flash flood watches a lot in the past and yeah. nothing's actually you know i think i got eight tenths of an inch out right. of it you know uh we were not in the flash flood watch it was just you know to the west of us but uh man did did you watch that on radar yeah it, it just was, it just exploded yeah a little bit and just slow it just like moving like three miles an hour mm-hmm. or whatever which i thought was really interesting because even though the whole rain mass was moving slowly those clouds yesterday were screaming across the sky. Yes, they were. Yes. Uh, did you see any of that? Yeah, I was. I was sitting in church, and then all of a sudden, it was like light off to the to the side. And then I look back. I'm like, that is dark already. Oh it, yeah, it just happened like like really fast. So. It, it it and it poured. It absolutely poured. Uh, I got my total. Um, let's see. The, yesterday. Uh, discounting the last little bit because we had some, we had a break and then a little bit coming mm-hmm. later. It was two and a half inches. Wow, I think I got two point nine. Oh, you really? 2. You got 8. almost three. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Well, and we were not in the, the the flash flood watch. No, we weren't. Yeah, and did you notice? And Corey and I were talking too that uh, you know it's, as that system was moving over McDonald County, flash flood warning. Then mm-hmm. it got to Berry County, flash flood warning. Stone County. Flash flood warning, and we were waiting. We're gonna post. We never gotten a. I mean, we never gotten a warning. No, we didn't. And I texted <laughs> you about that. I'm like, yeah, it's like, what? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like a, some of the phones at church were going off, mm-hmm. and I was waiting for just all of them to just go off at the, at the same time, <laughs> but it did not happen. It just everything was quiet. I was hoping it would do it though, but yeah, 
Yeah, you yeah. know, and I, I got a, a time lapse of it. I, I posted that. I'm trying right. my my new thing now. I mean, from our, people that, that watch our site a lot, you know, I'm I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get putting this music thing to the, you know, everything. Right. But but those clouds on that real time, people may think that's a time lapse. That's a real time. I saw it moving, so I grabbed the iPad and I ran to the bedroom because that's where I the the biggest you know mm-hmm. window is, and I put it up there and I started in real time. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. Did, did did you get any flooding flooding at, at your place or around around? I mean, I, what was downtown? I am so high that there's no flooding really that I oh, that just I have. Runs down. It just runs down like crazy, like a river. Um, I mean, it, if it floods my house, then the whole downtown is in trouble. Oh no so, way! Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're kind of on a slope too, aren't you? Um, I'm you're, on a north-facing slope, but the hill actually goes up to the west. It's kind of oh, weird. okay. So okay, yeah. Well, it's kind of like here. I mean, everybody, um, well, all my friends, you know, from Springfield, they keep texting. They see flood warnings, flood warnings. Are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm actually about almost two miles away from Taney Como, but I'm on a big hill, so right. everything. I mean, my poor neighbors to the north. I mean, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all comes down my driveway, and just goes right down to their their yard it's like sorry but right you know that's that's the the, the landscape mm-hmm. of, of how it does but uh you know some of the in our road conditions group we have uh, some people asking about fall creek because fall creek usually just floods and they can't get by they didn't i mean i didn't see any problems with fall creek no, this time no I took a drive after church and went to Roark and Turkey Creek, and it really wasn't flowing that fast at all. It was how weird. It was about normal. I mean, it, it, it was high normal, but mm-hmm. uh, that's about what it was like. So, my gosh, yeah, I it, it, it's crazy. I, I I opened up the windows. I went out and I was taking videos and mm-hmm. and stuff. I did I do a live? I can't remember when I did that live cast. I did a live cast because something was really cool. Maybe that was a few days ago. I don't remember I, live cast. I've been doing a lot. That, that's the problem <laughs> with doing live casts a right. lot because I, I don't remember anything I've done. But uh, the big the, the big story on the flooding is uh, Elk River at near Tiff City. Tiff City. Can't even say that. Uh, in McDonald County, I think that's where the seven inches uh, fell. Mm-hmm. Shoal Creek near Joplin affecting Jasper and Newton. And uh, Spring River uh, in in Kansas, but Baxter Springs, and that affected Cherokee County. And I mean, this all this water has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I wasn't anticipating it. I mean, the different watersheds, it kind of, you know, you got the Corey would know this in in Oklahoma a lot. It's like the watershed over there kind of goes down the Arkansas River, I think. Right, and then you know everything up. North has gone into the Mississippi River, and we've been mm-hmm. spared. But did, weren't you telling me something about, you know, Beaver Lake or something? Yeah, uh, the corpse raised all seven gates to two feet six inches. I mean, the core. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, I got to give you one of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Two feet six inches at nine a.m. today. Uh, and then the release from the spillway has been increased to a total of over. 24,500 cubic feet per second. That's a that, lot of water. That's a ton of water. I yep. mean, and I guess I guess now that the Be- if Beaver Lake is doing that, that's going to go into Table Rock because I checked Table Rock, and they are 
uh, you know, power pulls around 9.12, I think, 9.11, mm-hmm. 9.12, and they're already up to 9.19, um, and that's not the depth right. of the water. Yeah, right. I have to get on my soapbox. I'm not... Uh, okay, I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to say anything, but I was watching a TV personality, uh, and uh, she was saying uh, that Table Rock Lake is now up to 919 feet deep. Table Rock is not 919 feet deep. And I think there's a lot of confusion because people look at the lake levels. I don't, I don't think everyone understands what those numbers are. It's not the depth of the lake. It is, you know? It's uh, above sea level. Right. It's the elevation above sea level. So, so an example, if you live in this, in this area, Table, uh, table Rock uh, averages about 9, 10, we'll say 9, nine 10, you know, power mm-hmm. pool or something. But, uh, but Taney Como is 705. Right. And if you think about it, the dam is 200 feet tall well take 900 minus 200 is 700 so all this is an elevation above sea level it doesn't mean the depth of it so i just i just raised my hands at the tv (laughs) right (laughs) and you know what's crazy about that is about the depth is that i'm looking on google right now and it says that lake michigan their max depth is 922 feet no that's not above sea level that's their actual that's their actual depth that's deep. That's yep. like almost a fifth of a mile. Or yeah, three football fields basically. Holy cow! Uh, I wonder if they have big sharks up there. Oh, well, yeah. That's freshwater, isn't it? Oh. Is Lake Michigan freshwater? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think doesn't it flow? I'm, I'm not sure if it flows out in the ocean or if it flows into the Mississippi or whatever. Because Mississippi's fresh, right? But. The ocean is not, you know, that might be something to look up during the weather school. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We always say we're gonna look stuff up, but we never do. So <laughs> but we'll we'll make a note. Yeah. Since since you're the co host, then I'll put that on you. So Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll write it down right here. <laughs> Good. Well, you know, the models uh, God love them. They're 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 usually pretty good, but this last month, I guess, they have not been performing very well at all. No. And you know we'll we'll come in and we'll we'll post something, and you know an example for for this week. Two days ago we were looking at it. They didn't really have much of anything all week. We're going to get some dry out time, sunny every day, you know. And I kind of raised my eyebrow and went, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't right. think so. Well, now it is Monday, and now there's pop thunderstorms on Tuesday, and a better chance on. I mean. We can't get a break from no. this. No. And who knows, by the next 24 hours, it could be like exactly. Sunday was. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not really feeling a big rain, but no. but again, at these poppers, they're, 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 I mean, today was really, really nice. The humidity was low, but that humidity is going to start coming back tomorrow. If we get those poppers and underneath a really vertical cell, we're going to get some torrential rain out of that thing. Nope. And we don't need any more no, rain out of no. that thing. Especially if we're Beaver or Table Rock or Bush Holes or any, any oh, of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put it up towards Lebanon. or, or I, I mean, I was going to say St. Louis, but St. Louis doesn't need anything because the Mississippi's under flood warning. Yeah, I remember... See, I was living in St. Louis in 92. 
And wow. that's when that huge, huge flood happened in Valley Park, mm-hmm. which is just set kind of southwest on 44. The water was over the road, over the interstate. You couldn't get out. It was That's unreal. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you can't even... This is an interstate highway, and those poor people... But they told me when I when I lived up there, they said, yeah, Valley Park, they're kind of used to, to flooding. And I don't think there's anything they can do about it. No. I mean, it's so Probably massive not. Yeah, that I, I don't know, but... And you'd think an interstate is safe. <coughs> Nothing's going to get the interstate, but... Yeah. It does quite frequently. Uh, yeah. You would think so. I mean, it doesn't... Okay, even Highway 65 towards Springfield, um, like like Lake Springfield, you know, like James River, mm-hmm. whatever, they have that gauge, that they flood do. gauge up there. I mean, really, really, really heavy rain. That thing floods too. And I've, I've driven up there uh, when they've been diverting traffic. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I was up there um, for a conference at JQH and came back, I think it was April 27th, 28th of 2017. Okay. Or that deluge came came down in those two days, and they were directing traffic at that time because it was really close to the to the off-ramp getting on 65. Insane. Mm-hmm. And why, why does that flood? I mean, again, I, they would have to do some major, you know, construction magic, you right. know, to make that not flood. But and it seems like they're doing construction at all times there at that intersection anyway. I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, know I, I know. Well, at least it's not as bad as Philadelphia, I think. Because I think Pennsylvania, in that the they have the season of construction, which goes all year round or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the toll roads in Oklahoma, you know, you pay for toll roads all the time. It's like, and they're doing construction all the time, it seems like, on those. Oh, that's right. So it's like, why am I paying for, for this when they just... Bottle, bottleneck it up. I think I think you're paying for speed because isn't isn't the speed limit seventy five or eighty now? On I think eighty five now. I think eighty five. Yeah, I think so. Whoa. Well, it might be eighty now. I think. It well, might, yeah. Getting from one end to the other won't take near as long. Right. They need to do that on on I forty four because I'm getting ready to go to St. Louis. On Wednesday. Really? Yes. And uh, uh, visit one of my cohort. When I lived in St. Louis, I used to. Um, partner up with uh, with her uh, on a children's theater. We wrote lots of stuff up there. Uh, but it's it's her birthday on Thursday, and she she plopped this on me. She said, yeah. She said, on my birthday, every birthday, I go kayaking. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I said, really? I, I've never been kayaking. Have you? Oh, yeah. I love kayaking. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just afraid I'm going to tip it over because I don't like going underwater. Are you like doing whitewater? No, no, it's kayaking? on a placid lake. Oh. It's a Creefcore Lake. You should be good. You should be good. Okay. Yeah. No, I need this encouragement. Yeah, yeah. it should be good. <laughs> and after the podcast, you can continue. Yeah. She she said she said you would really have to put some effort mm-hmm. in to knock it over, or you know, not see a tree in the in the water and just go over the tree, and then you would go over, but. Oh, if you hit the tree, right, 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 oh. like a V or something in the in the water. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, because so. don't don't they make the kind that, that's tubular or something you can roll if you want to? Right, but that's I don't want that. that's the kind you use in white white water rafting because you want to be able to roll. You don't want to get under and you can't get back up. So, okay, now see that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, because if you're rafting, you know, on, on the rapids or whatever, right. 
Yeah, but if you just want to sit there, I mean, I've gone canoeing. I love canoeing. And there wasn't, it was a flat bottom. Mm-hmm. And just, matter of fact, my buddy John and I, from Table Rock Dam mm-hmm. all the way to Power Site. Oh, wow. Did I tell you that story? <laughs> I may have told this a long time ago. Yeah, it, it was his idea. Thanks, John. Uh, to to say, hey, let's go canoeing on, t- on Taney Como. Mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, are you sure? He goes, yeah. He's we'll get there like at six, right before six o'clock in the morning, and then what they will do, they will sound the horn and they'll let all the water out of the bottom. And he said we won't have to do anything but steer. I remember this story. I think I've heard you tell it. Yeah, before. they didn't let any water out. <laughs> no, thirteen hours later and a huge sunburn and almost dark. I think it was getting almost wow. dark. Isn't that the slogan "Paddle or Die"? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have been from Lily's Landing, you know where Lily's Landing oh, is. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I've been from Lily's Landing to Rockaway Beach before on a on a kayak, and that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now you have to you have to row with. Is it? We can talk about yeah, this after yeah, the definitely. podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I definitely want to talk to you about that because I've never gone, and I think it would be. And I checked the weather in St. Louis, and it's going to be sunny in eighty eight. She said if it gets too hot, we ain't going. Oh. Okay. So I figured we'd you know nine o'clock, eight nine o'clock, and it's only for an hour. Oh, and yeah, it's her yeah. birthday. She said usually she has her, her daughters there, and then they go and they race. It's like, well, I'm not racing because I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's going to be nice weather, and she's got lots of sunscreen. hope everybody's heard our uh, sun safety podcast. Yes. Well, it looks like, uh, okay, we did the showers and thunderstorms. Oh, a couple, a couple of things. Corey and I talked about last week, and we weren't really sure about it. One, we were talking about the the monsoon season mm-hmm. uh, in Arizona. Uh, when is that? What is that? And I did some research, and it starts, the official start is June 15th, and it runs through September 30th. And basically, moisture you know, from the Pacific and coming up from Baja, mm-hmm. uh, it, and all, that's from the southwest, but then also you get moisture from a low-pressure system coming up from the Gulf, and it kind of meets there and just goes right up into you know, Arizona, New Mexico, and right. that's there with heavy rain. And it said the wettest monsoon season for Flagstaff was in 1986, where they had 20 inches. Yeah, can't even talk. 20 inches of rain in Flagstaff, Arizona. Wow. Which I don't think gets that much rain per year, hmm. do they? I mean, in that kind of desert or something? I think so. <laughs> and uh, the other thing we talked about that we were going to do research, and I didn't know, I was just pulling out of my head uh, what the, the uh, Canada Weather Service is called. I thought it was a Canadian, you know, something mm-hmm. and it is technically the meteorological service of canada hmm. so it's basically the msc and so the nws the, i like that i guess the msc i i what did i say last time you remember what i said it's like the canadian Meteor- meteorological society or I something i don't know yeah. like, like i said i was just pulling out of my head thinking about that but yeah i mean every place i went to said the meteorological service of canada and they, hmm. it's a meteor and it in covers uh in covers came talk it covers uh weather geology i mean it's like a whole the the environmental services up there which i thought was cool and, Spe- speaking mm-hmm. of Canada, yeah. I think I saw somewhere where there's supposed to be a major severe weather event going up there. Well, I'll have to research that, but it's yeah. like... Yeah, when? Um, 
soon. I I think I saw Reed Timmer. I don't know if you know yeah, Reed Timmer. Yeah, is, Reed, but I think famous storm chaser. I think yeah. he said on Twitter or Facebook that um, he's getting there's, there's going to be a flood of storm chasers going up there because there's going to be a major weather event up there. Well, we'll, we'll have to research. Write that. that down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just remembered that when in I, Canada. Yeah. Because I think one of the uh, this week in weather histories. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but Corey was talking about, you know, like the, the third deadliest tornado in Canada killed 17 people. And we were just going off about, it's Canada? You know, right. I think it was last week yep. or something. That that was, and now there's going to be, oh, this is something to, to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, forward meaning researching and, and figuring it out. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Um Oh, and the other thing we talked about last time on the uh, on the podcast was El Nino, the El Nino update. Uh, like I said, I've just been kind of ignoring it because El Nino came, nothing really happened. Blah. All right, are we still in it? Are we, you know, what, what are we doing? Is it going down? Whatever. Well, I I did some research. Uh, we are under an El Nino advisory hmm. still. 66% chance of El Nino persisting through summer, uh, 20, 2019 in the Northern Hemisphere, and uh, lower odds of it continuing through fall and winter. So if we go back into a La Nina, which they're not saying that, they're just saying the odds that it would continue are lower, um, then our winter could be a little bit warmer. Hmm. Although we've had warmer winters. For... What's new the past seven years? I, I know. I mean, I, I want a good snow. Actually, four years. I think 2015 was the last time we had... Really oh, that mammoth crazy snow! Winter. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess snow is a thing of the past. Yeah. I mean, I don't want ice. I just want snow like when I was a kid. So you're right. not much younger than me, so <laughs> <laughs> by quite a bit. I, I remember, you know, getting pulled behind a, a car, on yeah. a sled. Yep. Uh, did, did your parents ever do that? Uh, out in the middle of a field. Yeah. Getting oh, they pulled did? on a sled. Yeah. And that was our, fun. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I and I remember my hand going underneath the sled, at the same time as a as I went over a cow patty, and <laughs> my hand got all dirty. So. Oh well, that kind of ruined the trip, didn't it? Um, not really. It washed off. <laughs> in, in the middle of a field. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. It was fun. Yeah. Well, we're, I mean, if like I said, if El Nino continues, we keep it, you know, on the down play down stretch whatever i'm trying to think of the word going down into winter you know maybe the winter outlook is is, is there yeah I don't know. um oh guess what the tropics every you know we're starting the tropics update now uh nothing in the atlantic mm, no yeah. is there anything going on in the pacific um there's there may be a disturbance in eastern pacific um south of mexico Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And a 50% chance of cyclone formation in 48 hours, I think. Well, we could get... That's something. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. haven't had anything for the past two or three weeks. Yeah. Hmm. And what, what what are they saying here? Oh, conditions are conducive for gradual development of, with tropical depression likely to form in the next couple of days. Ooh. Hmm. Well, get, get this going, man. All right. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if it goes over at the same time monsoon season and it all goes together? Oh. That would not be good. Oh, you know you know what? If that traveled up northwest, mm-hmm. up the side of, you know, the west western side of Mexico and hit, oh, that would be, like, ungood. Right, right. 
a place that's not used to getting rain would be getting tons of rain. Torrential, torrential rain. No, that. Yeah, and all that rain is going to be coming the way the pattern set up, and then coming up over to us, and we we we're kind of done. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. Oh, what what the climate the climate prediction center uh, the July outlook came out, and Corey sent this to me earlier, and I'm so glad he did because I forgot to look at it. The July 2019 outlook has basically Missouri right in the middle of below normal temperature, which means the the chances of a cooler than average July, which is what is that? I can't see. Is it 66 on the right side? There's it's 66. I printed this off really really small, so now I'm I'm old and I can't see it. 46 percent. 46. Okay. Yeah. Almost half, uh, which is a good 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 chance uh, of it being below. And the precipitation, they're saying above and. It looks like from the graphic, this goes all the way from Colorado to Nebraska to Kansas to Iowa, just a big swath of above average. That's not good. Mm-mm. No, we need some dry out time. You you were saying something about you know August. Who knows what's going to go in? Right. I mean, I hope we're not going to get these sweltering dog days, hundred and five degree, or or the know. or the opposite, tropic. Storm, tropical storm after tropical storm going up the Gulf. Yeah, because that's going to bring everything coming right up. Oh, no, Mother Nature, Mother Nature, please, please <laughs> don't do. That. Have mercy. Yeah. Now the average high for this time of year is kind of like the middle. It's around 84, 85 degrees. So today we were kind of average but you know we're going to have a little warming trend coming wednesday of course with the humidity so we're going to talk about heat index and then all this kind of stuff and then give us some more flooding so anyway our podcast is all about flooding and the weather school is all about flooding um it it really explains some some things uh you know you have these flood watch and you have the aerial flood Warning, and then the flood this, and the flash this, and the yeah, everything else. So it explains lots of that. So let's get to the weather school. Sounds great. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The National Weather Service has just issued a flood warning. What exactly does that mean? A flood is an overflow of water that submerges land that is usually dry. In the sense of flowing water, the word may also be applied to the inflow of the tide. Floods are an area of study in the discipline hydrology and are of significant concern in agriculture, civil engineering, and public health. Flooding may occur as an overflow of water from water bodies, such as a river, lake, or ocean, in which the water overtops or breaks levees, resulting in some of that water escaping its usual boundaries, 
or it may occur due to an accumulation of rainwater on saturated ground in an aerial flood. While the size of a lake or other body of water will vary with seasonal changes in precipitation and snowmelt, these changes in size are unlikely to be considered significant unless they flood property or drown domestic animals. Floods can also occur in rivers when the flow rate exceeds the capacity of the river channel, particularly at bends in the waterway. Floods also cause damage to homes and businesses if they are in the natural flood plains of the rivers. There is some confusion on the different types of flood products used by the National Weather Service, so let's go over a few of these products and their definitions. First, the flash flood. A flash flood is defined as a sudden local flood, typically due to heavy rain. A flash flood warning is issued for flooding that normally occurs within six hours of heavy or intense rainfall. This results in small creeks and streams quickly rising out of their banks. Dangerous flooding in areas near these creeks and streams, as well as low-lying flood-prone areas, develops quickly and is a significant threat to life and or property. Next is the flood. A flood is defined as a rising and overflowing of a body of water, especially onto normally dry land. A flood warning or an aerial flood warning is normally issued for flooding that develops more gradually, usually from prolonged and persistent moderate to heavy rainfall. This results in a gradual ponding or buildup of water in low-lying flood-prone areas as well as small creeks and streams. The flooding normally occurs more than six hours after the initial rain begins and may cover a very large area. However, even though this type of flooding develops more slowly than flash flooding, it can still be a threat to life or property. Next is the flood advisory. A flood advisory is issued when flooding that is not considered a significant threat to life or property is expected or occurring. This usually deals with nuisance flooding problems such as flooding in low-lying areas and areas of poor drainage as well as minor flooding of streets and roadways. This type of flooding causes some inconvenience, but is not generally considered a significant threat to life or property. Now, before a flood, a good thing to do is gather supplies in case you have to leave immediately or if services are cut off. Keep in mind each person's specific needs, including medication. Don't forget the needs of your pets. Obtain extra batteries, charging devices for your phones, and other critical equipment. Keep important documents in a waterproof container. Create password-protected digital copies. Protect your property. Move valuables to higher levels. Declutter drains and gutters. Install check valves and consider a sump pump with a battery. During a flood, depending on where you are in the impact of the warning time of the flooding, go to a safe location that you've previously identified. If told to evacuate, do so immediately. Never drive around barricades. 
Local responders use them to safely direct traffic out of flooded areas. Listen to the NOAA Weather Radio or local alerting systems for current emergency information and instructions. Do not walk, swim, or drive through flooded water. Just six inches of water can knock you down, and a foot of water can sweep your vehicle away. Always remember, turn around, don't drown. Stay off bridges over fast-moving water. Fast-moving water can wash bridges away without warning. If your vehicle is trapped in rapidly moving water, then stay inside. If water is rising inside the vehicle, then seek refuge on the roof. If trapped in a building, then go to its highest level. Do not climb into a closed attic. You may become trapped by rising flood water. Go on the roof only if necessary. Once there, signal for help. And after a flood has occurred, listen to authorities for information and instruction. Return home only where authorities say it is safe. Avoid driving except in emergencies. Snakes and other animals may be in your house. Wear heavy gloves and boots during cleanup. Be aware of the risk of electrocution. Do not touch electrical equipment if it is wet or if you are standing in water. If it is safe to do so, turn off the electricity to prevent electric shock. Avoid wading in flood water, which can contain dangerous debris and be contaminated. Underground or downed power lines can also electrically charge the water. Use a generator or other gasoline-powered machinery only outdoors and away from windows. Flooding is just one fury of Mother Nature. A common misconception about flooding is that once the heavy rainstorm is over, then the flood threat is over as well. Quite the contrary, as the rainwater will continue to run off into creeks, streams, and eventually lakes for days after the rain ends. And, with multiple rounds of heavy rain, the flooding threat could continue for several days or even weeks. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you have it on everything you need to know about flooding, what to do, what those watches, what everything means. And I got to tell you, uh, something I realized I didn't... Uh, cover a whole lot that it talks about aerial flood warning and a flood warning there's two different things but they're kind of the same thing so i looked at i looked it up uh at weather.gov which is the official national weather service page it says here an aerial flood warning is normally issued for flooding that develops more gradually so it's something that's going to maybe be affecting you know rising rivers for like two or three days and then it's before you know everything Mm -hmm. starts going down so uh low-lying flood prone areas something that's that's more of an aerial area right an aerial area yeah yeah right right yeah Yeah. i like i thought that was was good so did you do some research on the the you're talking about reed timmer and the canada thing uh 
I looked him up on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think we just, you know, kind of came to the conclusion that a bunch of meteorologists were going up that way. Yeah, let me see. Uh, oh, okay. See, I, I have it here. It says, uh, what read, this is 13 hours ago. So he says, I predict a massive storm chaser migration to Canada maybe as soon as weeks end. We will discuss this in the Facebook supporter severe weather briefing later this morning. I am battling some grit issues and did not want to chase this weekend, whatever that means. Anyway, this that's one of his, his posts on Facebook. And I don't mind saying it because Facebook is public. Right. So, you know, yeah. I'm not saying anything really, really bad. Right. Or anything. But yeah, so he's and and I I think didn't you didn't you say that he predicted something a while back and it really came to fruition or something? Uh, I seemed like back in I don't know, May tenth or something like that. It seemed like he said uh he had a Facebook post and he was saying it could be as bad as the 03 uh, tornado outbreak, oh, I yeah? think. And he was pretty much right. The fireworks happened about a week later. Wow. So. Well, he's, I mean, he, I, I respect what he does. I mean, he's had this extreme storm yeah. chaser and, and what's what's the big tank? Uh, the not, not termi- Dominator? Dominator. Like, yeah. yeah, not the Terminator. That's, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, the Dominator goes out there and uh, uh, he's brave. Right. Yep, I've, I mean, I've seen video to where he's actually in a tornado without no cover, and he's just <sighs> laying it out on the line. So, well, see, I I would rather do that. Like you said, watching it on YouTube, yeah, in in the comfort of my own home or whatever. <laughs> well, I think it's about time for the next segment, which is this week in weather history. So, Brad, what you got? Well, uh, you know, you always hear that you should probably take cover if there's lightning near the area but you never think about if you if you take cover um under let me see it's a dynamite shelter and uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess either they didn't know or they did know but six men at a rock quarry south of winston-salem north carolina sought shelter from a a thunderstorm the structure chosen contained a quantity of dynamite Lightning struck a nearby tree, causing the dynamite to explode, and all the men were killed instantly. Oh, man. Now, is this this week? When was this? No, this was in 1924. Oh, oh, okay. So they probably have dynamite stashes. Right. Or I can't even think of the word. You know, the places where they store the dynamite. Stockpiles? Stockpile, yes, of the dynamite. Wow, 1924. That's crazy. Yep. Well, lightning strikes anything. They strike trees. But no, that that would that would be ungood, as we say. Right. In that case, I think I would have been, you know, rather been out in the middle of a field and you know took my chance there instead of taking shelter. Uh, it, exa- yeah, yeah, now yeah. If it lightnings, if you see lightning and you're out, you need to take shelter, but probably not next to a dynamite. Uh, that would no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Or, or a metal building. You don't want to take shelter in a metal building. Right. That would be bad too. Right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, kind of like when we were at uh, Whitewater Saturday. And, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, You were texting me, like, t- t- tell our viewers about that. I had no idea what was going on. Well, I decided to check the weather before I went to Whitewater, you know. I think it was like 10, 10 or 20% chance of rain Saturday, wasn't it? And, yeah, it wasn't uh, really much at all. So I decided to check weather, and lo and behold, what what happened? There was a little, little bitty cell in Taney County, and I thought <laughs> I thought nothing about it. I didn't think about you know, lightning or anything like that, and got the white water, and they started pulling people out of the water as soon as I got there. But but they have a rule: if it's if it's within five miles, then 
you got to get out of the water. Ah, so, that makes sense. So we got out of the water and in the water and out of the water and in the water, you know. <laughs> so Well, it was weird because I was working on music. I was doing boot camp or something. I was working on something. And you, what do you say? There's lightning. You texted me and said, there's lightning. You got to get out of the water. And I'm like, what? You know, it's it, it's sunny outside. And I looked and there was this huge cell right like south of Hollister. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> and usually I text Randy and, you know, he always knows everything. So I thought yeah. oh, I, I could be vague with what I'm texting, but obviously, no. <laughs> no, no idea. And I think that was just the start. Just the start of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it didn't last long. It's like nope. that typical summer popper. And I think you said, you know, they, you got out and then back in and back right. out because these, these little poppers, they, they rain themselves out. There's not really a steering mechanism up there. Not Wasn't a lot of shear. I do remember there wasn't a ton of shear. But those things go up, rain themselves out, and they collapse. And I think by the time it got to me, it was just a little shower or something right. at that point. So I thought that was interesting, and it, it was heading off towards the what the bay, what would that be northeast? So it was kind of north, yeah, away, away it was, from. It Branson. was heading away from Branson. So, so but but the big question: Did you get any real pool time? We did, yes, yes. It was it was great actually. Sometimes you prefer that, like when you go to Silver City and it starts raining, everybody leaves, so you have the lines all to yourself. Good and point. You get to go. That's pretty a fast. great point. Yeah. So, Oh wow! You can get the cotton candy and the, the <laughs> horseshoes and and all all the stuff. Got got another one over there at your this week. I I think it was one of my favorites. Um, looks like uh, 1951. Uh, Twelve inches of hail broke windows and roofs and did in automobiles, causing more than 14 million dollars of damage. And back in 1951, that's a lot more than it is now. So, oh, I, oh my gosh! What the? Oh yeah, it'd be hundreds of millions. Yeah. <laughs> The storm plowed 200 miles from Kingman County, Kansas, into, into Missouri, with the Wichita area hardest hit. It was the most disastrous hailstorm of record for the state of Kansas. Wow, 1951. That's wow, 12 inches. I I can't. You wouldn't be able to drive if you had 12 inches of hail. No. On the, no. Man. Talking about aerial flooding, that's uh-huh. probably what what would cause aerial flooding because it gradually melt. Exactly. Then, yeah, because just, yeah, all that hail will eventually melt, run into the aquifers and stuff, right. and be aerial flooding. Wow, I got to give you one of these. Hang on. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I, I yeah I I was reading through there uh, and I saw that one. I thought that's a really really fascinating. Uh, fast, uh, uh, this week in weather history, and I love these little tidbits. I mean, all throughout. I mean, they've been keeping records what 136 years now. I mean, it, it, or 132. It kind of depends on where you're at. Springfield, Springfield itself, I think, is about 132 years. That's where they yeah, every 30 years they give a new average, high, low, or whatever. That's how they adjust it. But um, 12 I, inches of hail. I don't think. I don't know. This this first one goes back to 1816, so that's like 200 years ago. The first oh, one. Oh, the is, very first yeah. one on the list. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead and read that one. Uh, the cold weather of early June finally gave way to several days of 90 degree heat in Massachusetts, including a reading of 99 degrees in, uh, at Salem. So, a little bit of good history there. In the in the the fourth week of June, 99 degrees in Salem, Massachusetts. That's 200 wow. years ago. Wow. 
See, I okay, I have questions. Two hundred years ago, did they have thermometers back then? Um, I'm sure they I had guess they something. Had, yeah, well, I guess they, I guess they would, because you'd have to have pressure thing. Okay, see, that's something for next podcast, <laughs> right? So you're sparking all these new ideas for for the next podcaster. <laughs> Well, I think that was very interesting, and we should get on to the next segment, which is... It's the Weather Word of the Week. And this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week is... Crest. It's the... Thank you, thank you. Okay, yes, what is crest? (laughs) (laughs) The highest level of water reached by a flooding body of water, after which the water level begins to drop. Most rivers in flood experience multiple crests as additional snowmelt, rain, or obstructions, such as ice levees or dams, affect their volume and flow. Yeah, the crest. And that's what, in flooding, I mean, of course, I said before, this whole podcast is all about flooding. It's people watch that crest. When is this, when is the, the river going to crest? When is the lake or whatever going to crest? And sometimes it's two, three, four, maybe five days mm-hmm. after. The event and the crest is that top level before it starts receding again. I I started to say crest earlier a few few minutes ago about the river and I thought no no I can't say crest because crest is the weather word of the week. <laughs> you got to say that. I thought we were talking about toothpaste, but you know, you know. Well, they have Colgate. No, I don't know. Uh, well, I, don't know yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're going off the rails. Getting in, to the near end of the podcast. <laughs> I get, get to it, I guess. Oh, gosh. We covered quite a bit in this podcast, didn't we? Yeah, it's been fun. Wow. Well, I tell you, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? I don't think I have anything, no. Yeah, well, I'm just glad you got to come and co-host with yeah, us. So good. Thank so, you for asking me. Oh, of course. Yeah, and if Corey ever has to... You know, move again. Hopefully, he'll be set. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, for quite a while now or right. whatever. But you know, even if he's back, you need to come back and coast with us yeah. sometime. That's all right. I'll do it. Okay. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our merch at our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.